0: Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Uh, I'm Brad Hamilton, your host from the Great White North. We actually just got our first note today so uh, from Please. up here in Alaska. Today joining me, we got another co-host. We got Tommy Johnson from the Great Land of Chicago.
1: Woohoo! That is me. And uh, I'm going to remember to say that my character is uh, Eggsiak, the uh, Goblin Rogue. Booyah.
0: Goblin Rogue. Uh, all the way from Seattle. We got Matt Wolf.
1: Woo! I play Hirak.
0: Hirak the Bird <laughs> Uh, And from Chicago as well, last and certainly least, we have Jeffrey Leder. Oh,
2: oh, not today (laughs) you have Nathaniel Kent. (laughs) And he is certainly not the least. All
0: right. Hey, guys, welcome back. Uh, It's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded, but it feels good to be right back at it.
1: Oh, yes, it does.
0: Yeah. Do you guys even remember what happened last time?
1: I do. I uh, got stabbed by a scorpion, and so I took the scorpion stabber.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot about it. Man, I gotta gotta remember that.
3: <laughs> Our friend Mel Stoney got to see God, but then we pulled him back.
1: Oh yeah, True.
3: <laughs> we full on Ice Age scratch like pull him out of heaven.
1: Um, <laughs> there were there were camels.
0: Oh, that's right, oh. camels too. Why don't we just like launch into the recap? You know.
2: Oh, Tommy, I also to... became really good friends with this platiduck. or this plat. Oh
3: yeah, this oh. Platidillo. Yeah. Platidillo. Uh,
0: wait, wait. Okay, start from the beginning. Oh, okay. All right, so. Last time uh, on Fire and Dice, we uh, found our adventures, uh right outside of the rest pit. The rest pit. The uh, rest pit. And um, you guys went off on your own little magical adventures in the morning. Some of you went. Oh, before uh, that,
1: I interrogated Ringo.
0: You did. Yeah. Tommy, why don't you just tell it?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> so – it started w- back in front of the respite, in before we had gone to bed, uh, because everybody got kind of like the uh, a go ahead from the um, the barkeeper. What's his name? Uh, Boredom. Uh, Borden. 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 Yeah. So it, I'm so proud. So uh, the other two got kind of like another like direction from Borden. Then they went inside to go to bed. While well, I snuck around, uh, but I'm pretty sure they caught me. Uh, because for some reason, I uh let my ears flop out of my hood anyway, I rolled poorly, but then I went over and I interrogated the uh, goblin slapping him awake and asking where uh uh kind of finishing the questioning about uh Baron Terso Baron von Terso that I had asked him the night before and he he told me the direction and uh so yeah, we'll see no one knows why i wanted to uh, ask that but uh maybe we'll find out eventually then i think nathaniel had a dream yeah, uh jeffrey yeah. jeffrey you want to recap what happened in the dream
2: um some really messed up stuff
1: <laughs> something with sand and not being able to talk is what i mostly remember yeah there was also a uh female a woman yeah. figure or something that you were trying to talk to but then you woke up uh eventually we all woke up kind of before sunrise uh i believe uh Nate went out to the uh the oasis lake pond thing and kind of like sat at that water's edge and was able to perceive that there was something not right about it possibly something in the water uh some sort of creature um i also Exeok, that it was dark
3: it was dark water or something like that. oh yeah yeah like yeah.
1: Un- unnaturally dark. I went to the um, uh, the uh, goblin. No, 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 no. What was it? The gnomes. The herb poison. Shop. The herb yeah. shop. I got a bunch of poison stuff, some darts, and a potion, and uh, a poison potion. And then, um, I think Hurek. What did you do? What did you do in the morning?
3: Um, I talked to boredom and uh, tried to get some information. Didn't get much, but he told us to bring water.
1: So. Oh, yeah, true. So we all we all ended up back there, and I think we got water as he gave us the, the money up front. So then we met Mal Stoney. He didn't say anything. He was with a bunch of cowmels, which are a cross between a cow and a camel, and they were carrying the payload, which we don't know what it is. We walked south, I believe, and eventually we were attacked by a, a platadillo, but... We wrong for wrongfully perceived that the Platidale was attacking us, but it was actually just running away from a scorpion, which then attacked us. Um and one shot uh Malstoni, um, and we were able to take him down take the scorpion down. Not before we almost died. Um, and then we kind of started licking our wounds under the shade of the cow mills, and then I believe that's where we ended.
0: Yeah, you forgot that Nathaniel Kent made a friend. A oh friend. yeah.
1: So, yeah, but good are... job, Tommy. Thank yeah, you.
0: Thank you. That was pretty much everything that happened. Um, go ahead. So, there's a mechanic in Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition called inspiration that uh, <gasps> give me, give me, dungeon me, masters, give me, give me. Uh, if they feel so inclined, can give to players for things. Uh, and so, uh, go ahead and take your point of inspiration, Tommy. Booyah, and this will let you re roll any d20 roll that you make, just kind of little change in your fates.
1: Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You are so kind. You're kind of benevolent dictator.
0: I know. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> you guys are sitting down in the hot sand in the shade of these cowmels. The sun is beating down on you from directly overhead. It is currently noon uh, as far as you can tell. Um, the dunes uh, around you, you see little wisps of wind moving the top layer of the sand and sh- as it shifts around. Uh Nathaniel, you are uh, off with the um, platadillo, like uh, in that moment where you just made that connection. And uh, did you take the arrow out of its shoulder? I can't remember. I did. Okay. So it is like licking its own wounds and licking you. uh, But you can see Uh. that it is very uncomfortable here in this really hot weather. And you can see it's starting to try to burrow itself back into the hole from whence it came. So uh, you see the platadillo uh, turns its body uh, and starts heading back over to the dune. Mm-hmm. and You see its little clawed web feet start to try to dig back into the hill. Uh, what do you want to do?
2: well um, will follow it for a little bit. Get out of the hot sun myself. Sure.
0: <coughs> um, so you see that um, the way that it is moving through the sand is more like uh, less leaving a tunnel behind it because the sand is so loose and just more like burrowing down mm-hmm. and the sand collapses in behind it. You can kind of see that as its body's going through it, so uh, it would be hard to fall yeah, to no, through.
2: Yeah, no, I immediately think back to my dream and step away from the sand. But, uh, <laughs> <lied> to
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Oh. Do not like the idea of sinking sands.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: you see Dang, the last of, of its... A uh, little armored tail uh, disappeared beneath the sand as there's just a little indent left from where it disappeared to. Maybe there's a cavern somewhere underground, but you just have no idea from where you're sitting right now. Uh, you feel the heat of the sun beating down on your back. Uh, and you look around and you see your friends and Mel Stoney sitting underneath uh, the shade of the cow mill. Everybody just kind of taking a breather.
1: Yeah. So can we how do we regain health? Besides taking a long rest and getting it all back, I have
3: something. Yeah.
1: You'll notice
0: on your, uh, in the middle of your page, there's a thing called hit dice. Yes. So you have that amount per day. So for you, I think it's a D8, right, Tommy? Yeah. So you should have three D8s. So you can roll up to those three. And add your constitution modifier for every dice that you roll as well. So let's say you roll the D8 and you get a 4 and your con modifier is plus 1. You would get 5 hit points back. Okay. So once you use these up for the day, you can't use them again. And then at the start of the next day, you get half of your hit dice rounded down back.
1: Oh, okay. So, okay, so, just also, so uh, a level. long rest gets me automatic half max back?
2: Yeah. Yes. So right okay. now it would only be 1 because...
0: Right, yeah. so you can roll them one at a time. You don't have to roll them all at the but same also, time. But also, uh, we do have a
2: bard with us. Yeah. Has a
1: special <laughs> ability. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, uh, and how's you Stoney see your
0: friends sitting down there. Do you want to go join him? Just
1: yeah, I'll just
2: join. I'll take a, a bit sure. of... Uh...
0: Uh, Mel Melstone <clears throat> is looking pretty rough. Um, you look over at him, and he has a uh, scarf... Wrapped around his head, um, and the thing covering his face, and you can see like a trail of uh, caked blood that is now over his forehead, um, and the top of his head he has covered with a bandage, but you can see there's like uh, basically a hole where the scorpion tail uh, dug into his scalp.
1: Hey, uh, um, <clears throat>
0: so he's hey, like uh, in, an, in and out of consciousness. Uh,
1: a bird friend. Yeah. Uh you got anything in your uh, pack for this guy here?
3: Of course. Um the first thing I wanna do is um so Hirach usually keeps his uh wings like bandaged and like uh kind of like bound to himself so that they're they're real tight and people can't really see him and like under cloth.
1: Oh, because he's self conscious about his body.
3: Um <laughs> Yeah. But he's gonna um <coughs> kinda of unravel him. And open his wings and try to create as much shade as he can. Um, mm. It's obviously ah. going to make make it more hot for him, but if that means making it cooler for everyone else. And kind of like flapping them to create as much wind as he can. Not a lot, but it's something. Um, sure. The other thing I would like to do is do a Song of Rest, which <laughs> I can do for free on a short rest. Yes, you um, can. That is
0: one of your bardic abilities is uh, Song of Rest, mm-hmm. so um how do you inspire them to heal
3: um I'm Hold going up. to um, play on my lyre and instead of singing lyrics I'm gonna make um the sound like, of like lyrics rain- <laughs> <But> my lyrics'm <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna make the sound of rainfall uh, with my Ooh. mouth to try and I don't know calm them
0: Awesome. Uh, so that means you guys get an extra D six
3: for your short rest as well. Is it a D six or is it a D eight? It's one D six.
1: Okay. Yeah. So so this this works is I only roll. I I do roll both both the dice, or can I roll just the D six? Well, it wouldn't be wise to roll just the D six. Well, we're taking you can we're you taking can roll... a short rest, so we have to roll essentially if, if we are. You don't have
3: to. You don't have to, but.
1: Well, I need to. I'm yeah. only at
3: eight. I'm at okay. full health already, so So oh it's
1: a D six plus what?
3: Uh just one D six and then if oh, okay. you need to use hit dice you can use that, but
1: Okay, okay. Here you we don't have
3: there. to use all your hit dice, right?
1: I know, I'm just using one. Oh, and that's really good. Eight. So would you roll Tommy? I rolled an eight on the D eight, a three on nice. the six plus my constitution of one. That's twelve. That's almost full. Dang. It puts me at twenty.
0: Dang that's pretty good. Okay. So yeah, it is up to uh, you whether or not you want to use another hit dice.
1: Nah, no, I'll, so I'll stay I, at 20.
3: If I use one hit dice, I'll lose it and won't for the day, but I'll have two left cuz it won't round yeah. down.
2: I'll yeah. <laughs> regain the one uh at that the extent. end of a long rest. Yeah. <clears throat> okay,
3: I'm going to use I'm going to use one of my uh hit dice. Um Ah, <clears throat> two. Now, Wait, does I got to rest work on self.
0: As uh, song of rest? Yeah. yeah.
3: It, it works yeah, to everyone it? who can hear it. So oh, I was, oh, cool. That was I was, what I was hoping to ask. I was trying to hoping to uh, heal the platadillo before he left, but oh, he left kind of in a hurry. Okay. He oh, well. probably had to go get groceries or something. I was really They're hoping he was going to you know? stick around. Yeah. Oh, true. He probably can't see. Well, it's... He can smell, right? He has senses.
1: Yeah.
0: Man. Well, he also doesn't do well in the heat. So you guys see, Melstony is like in and out of consciousness as you guys are taking this short rest. Um, uh, the cowmills seem like they're doing fine; like they're just kind of kind of chilling there. Their bodies are built for this kind of uh, topography. So Melstony, uh, you see, um, he kind of takes his cloak and really gently like pulls it over himself as if trying to stay warm.
2: So oh,
3: uh, as um, if
1: trying to stay warm.
2: He's
3: overheating. Isn't that like a mental thing when you get too hot, you feel too cold, or something like that? Yeah, your
1: body. Well, it's doesn't... like if you have a fever, you shiver. Yeah. And sweat. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wait, so he, is he sick? Uh oh. Hey. Hey, hey, <clears throat> hey! How's that? How's this guy doing? Um, Brad, while
2: they're kind of tending to him, uh, I'm gonna pull out navigator tools and try to, uh, based on the direction that we're going, continue in that direction. So as to not waste too much time, and kind of just like let them deal with him on like a cowbell while I figure out where to go, the, or at least like figure out the correct way to go.
0: Sure. Uh, so, are you proficient with your navigators' tools? I am
2: proficient with my navigators' tools.
1: Oh, that's
0: right. convenient. So this is going to be an intelligence check
1: with your proficiency intelligence? bonus. Intelligence. Oh. Ha ha, dummy. <laughs> ha ha, dum dum. Oh. Ha ha, ha.
2: With my proficiency,
0: though it's a seven, uh, sorry, sixteen. Uh, sixteen. Nice. Okay. Because it's um, a minus one t- and then a
2: plus two.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so you rolled the 15. Yes. Nice. Um, you take a look at the sun, and uh, through this short rest, uh, it is very bad for your eyes to um, stare at the sun for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but you feel like you can ever so slightly make out the trajectory of which way the sun is moving to get a scope of which way is east, north. With, uh, west and South mm-hmm. and um, using that uh, and tracing your tracks from behind you. You guys weren't traveling completely in a straight line. You don't know if Melstoni was using other natural landmarks that he was coming across because you guys have seen cactuses uh, along the way. It hasn't just been flat, uh, sandy desert. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, you don't know how often he traverses this or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but based on all of that, you can kind of pick out a direction of which way you're supposed to be heading. And you may be off by just a little bit. Uh, and um, But as far as you know, you can get the general direction of which way you're supposed to be going. Nice. You can also see uh, the mountains, the, dragons, uh, uh, the dragon spine off to the right um, as you are heading this direction. So you can kind of get a general sense of direction. Good. Nice.
3: Are the, um, are the Cowmels able to support Mel Stoney's weight and still move? Uh, would you like to try? Uh, yeah.
0: All right. uh, I'll say you guys just all together make this happen. I'll make you roll for it. Uh, so you get all Mel right. up on the back, um, but unfortunately these guys are pretty already heavy laden, so you're just gonna have to kind of throw him across sideways in order to get him to rest there just between the two humps. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, So as you guys (laughs) lift him up and heave him onto there, you uh, see the rag from the top of his head falls onto the ground. And you see just a little trail of dark blood start dripping onto the ground um, from where the wound on his head was.
1: All right. I say we better keep moving. Uh,
0: You hear just a very... uh, uh, uh,
3: Is he still critical or is he...
0: He's stable, uh, but you don't know what condition he
3: is in. Okay, um, he, did he
1: get... Moustoni. stony He uh, seems, like in, it, it, it seems
0: like he's incoherent just to anything you're trying to say to him.
1: I don't have anything to help this guy anymore.
0: Yeah, it seems like the Song of Rest did a bit of a good thing for him, but he is still looking pretty worse for wear.
3: Um, hey Brad, how many spell slots do I have? <laughs> a, you have two spells. No, I, two first I have, did, level probably. You did four. you
0: use any uh, in the last I, fight?
3: I I healed Malstony. Yeah, last.
0: Okay, so you have two spell slots left.
3: Okay, well, no,
2: if he's level three, then he should have two level two spell slots. And,
0: oh, that's right. I uh, forgot you guys were level three and yeah. four uh, level one. Four spell level slots. one. So four. you
2: should have three first and levels
0: two, and two second levels, unless you okay. used a second level healing spell. No, it was a first
3: level. No, okay. Um,
0: yeah, it was just, it was to pull him back from the brink.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast healing word again. He does not look good. So,
0: go ahead and roll a d4. Uh,
3: come on. Uh, three.
0: Nice. Uh, and then, what's your charisma modifier?
3: Uh, is a plus two.
0: Okay. So awesome. You see, uh, as you strum your lyre and. Just give uh, a calm word of healing. You see uh, the trail of blood coming from his head slowly comes to a stop. Um, and you see, like for the first time, his shoulders uh, just take a big heave and he takes a deep breath. Uh, and you see his breathing is now much more steady than it has been.
3: Well, that's something. All right. He's looking a lot better.
0: I think I yeah. figured out the direction we're supposed to be heading.
3: Yeah, let's, uh, let's keep moving.
0: All right. You lead the way. You guys continue on walking through the scorching desert. Uh, You feel the heat coming up from your sandals uh, as you're walking through. Hirak, you probably aren't even wearing any shoes. Um, And so you can feel it on the tips of your talons. uh, Like each step, just agonizing heat. You take like a little uh, scrap of cloth and wrap it around your feet so that it doesn't hurt so much and start to blister. Dang. Um, You guys keep walking through. You see... Uh, there are uh, just every so often little barrel cactuses dotted throughout the area and uh, you every once in a while catch a little glimpse of a little hole that comes out of the sand Um, and you're not quite sure what it is the holes aren't very big they're only about uh, maybe six inches in diameter
1: oh dang Hmm.
0: and you guys probably just choose to steer clear of those
1: yeah Uh Yeah. Um, could be snake country
0: Make your way through. Uh, don't why don't you go ahead and give me a survival noise. check, Nathaniel?
1: Okay. Uh, dun, dun, dun. straight roll? Straight uh, roll I, I would still like to be in the rear of the caravan. Sounds good. Uh, it's a 10.
0: 10. All right. Um, you're traveling through, and you still have a good direction of which way you're going. Um, but you feel like you're just traveling in a straight line from what you did before and you keep checking back on your path from before you to make sure that you're keeping on the straight and narrow and you are but you also don't know if that's just the right way that you should be going as you guys are walking on you you've been walking since noon for probably four or five hours any conversations that you want to take place uh you can do now if you want or we can just uh jump cut to the next part (laughs)
1: let's keep moving we have our heading. Here we go go. (laughs) from the magic within our hearts.
0: (laughs) Wow. That reference. The sun begins to set um, and you guys do not see signs of where you should be heading to. You see, as the air begins to grow a little bit colder, um, Mel Stoney starts stirring from the saddle where he's on and you see uh he sits up and kind of slides himself off onto the ground and just kind of collapses in a heap he like picks himself up uh kind of woozy moving around takes a hand and kind of rubs his temple uh and looks you see he takes a hand and pulls down the scarf that was covering his face and you see a deep scar that runs all the way from the top of his left cheek down to his chin uh that looks like it's been there for many many years um And you see his lips are like dry and cracked from parchment. And you see, he just takes us, uh, stops and looks around Mm -hmm. and you just hear a very low. "Mm -hmm. Where, where are we? I'd like to, would that be a question for
2: Nate up there? I'd like to pull him aside and say, we've been traveling for about five hours in this. Uh, I'll say the direction that I know that we were traveling in.
1: I,
0: I don't know. Um, let, let me see. He stands up and <coughs> walks over to the top of a dune and just takes a scan around. He s- says, um, I I think we are off course just a bit. I, we should move this way. Um, and you see him like walk over to the, one of the cow mills and grab onto one of the reins and just start gently leading him while also kind of like leaning on it for support. Well, you're the boss.
2: Can I do an insight check just to see if he's, like, delirious? Like, I just want yes. to make sure that he, you know, knows what he's talking about in this instance. Oh, that's a nat one. Comes to a six. But. <laughs> he knows
3: exactly what he's doing.
0: <laughs> it's hard to get a read on this guy. Um, you know, uh, it could be something where you don't know if he's done this forever and just kind of knows it second nature or if he is 100% delirious. Like, this is just all Greek to you.
1: Well, good thing I learned Greek at the academy. <laughs> Gosh dang it, Tommy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, you guys uh, decide to follow his lead. Um, he leads you Please. guys north a little bit from your position.
1: Which is what compared to the direction we were traveling. So This is for my mental map in my yeah,
0: head. Uh, I could be wrong Out about of game. this. But, um, I don't know if I mentioned it last episode, but I thought you guys were traveling west.
1: Of- oh. Okay.
3: I think, yeah, because you said the, the dragon spine was north and it was on a exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Good call.
0: Yeah, my cardinal awareness. Uh, anyway, he leads you guys just a little bit north. And uh, in front of you, you guys see a very, very large dune, bigger than one that you have ever seen uh, so far in the desert. And Melstony uh, looks over to you guys. And by this point, it's like eight o'clock at night. And the stars have all come out. And you look up and you see the twin moons uh, kind of next to each other. And as you guys are walking along, he turns to you and he gets like a little nod. He says, this this is the way. And leads you up to the top of the dune. Uh, you guys hear uh, little sounds of the desert night coming to light. Uh, you hear a uh, little skittering um, off to the left and right. But it doesn't sound like anything that's dangerous. The cowmills. Uh, you can feel that their bodies are breathing more heavily as if they're getting exhausted from the day's travel and uh, you guys eventually crest to the top of this dune and you look down and you see uh, a massive uh, pit in the ground um, and mounds of sand that has been piled all around it Um, down in the pit you see little torches uh, of light that are scattered all over the place and tents that accompany them and uh, you see just the very faintest hint of stone, uh, like white marble, that is resting, uh, just coming out of the sand. Um, and it's dark, so you can't really tell uh, all of it. And the, but the moonlight here is pretty stark, and it provides a pretty good uh, like amount of eerie moonlight to kind of accompany this visage. Without really pausing, Melstonie, uh starts leading the camel. Uh, down the dune, closer into the excavation
1: pit. I'd like to take a drink of uh, water from my canteen. Go for it. Um, as I as I marvel at the view. I've never i've uh, i've heard about of the of the ruins, but I've never been able to see them myself in my travels through the desert.
2: Uh, seeing something that's not sand, I feel like uh, Nathaniel is going to pick up the pace and attempt to also. You know how you can like slide down sand mountains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Here we go. He's going to try to like slide real
3: cool down there.
0: <laughs> mm. uh, go ahead and give me an acrobatics
1: check just yes, for the fun of it. Intelligence oh, check.
3: Pl- Please roll down the hill.
2: Please just completely eat it. You know, I could, but you know how about a 22 on that? Uh, oh, check? oh, dang.
3: Damn it. You find a piece of driftwood and hang 10 the whole way
1: down. The only
0: piece of driftwood in the entire desert.
1: <laughs> he yeah. finds wood in the desert. That's more impressive on its own. Exactly.
0: Uh, Nathaniel, you start running down this hill. Uh, and you feel your arms start to flail a little bit, and then you realize that doesn't look cool at all. So <laughs> you, tuck your, you tuck your arms in uh, and find like just a perfect little patch and dig your feet in, uh, shift your weight to your back leg, and just kind of sand bend all the way down to the base <laughs> of the hill.
1: Yes. That's, so cool. Let's go. That's very Avatar of
3: you. Yeah, you're
1: welcome. I, I,
3: pet, I pet the camel and say, hey, that was pretty cool, right?
0: You just
1: (laughs) show off. I fall, and then I follow.
0: Nathaniel, (laughs) you get to the base of this uh hill, and you see there's probably a dozen or so tents that have been pitched around this area, and torches uh that are lit around them as well. And you get down there, and you expect to hear you know voices. Maybe everybody's gone to bed, but all you hear is quiet
2: can I do a perception check uh you may uh
0: 15 you start looking around and um you don't see really anybody around here uh the torches look like they are being um lit by uh like a bit of a kerosene underneath as well so you don't know how long they've been burning and uh you uh just from the outside don't really see much of anybody but on the ground you do see just the ever faintest signs of a possible struggle
2: Uh, i pull up my sword and i start to step or i uh, i wait for my colleagues to get closer not all the way to me though i want to be like uh probably 30 feet in front before they can catch up and then i want to be moving towards where i saw the marble beforehand
0: sure uh, I
2: also, I don't say anything. I just kind of lift up my hand in warning towards them. Mm-hmm.
1: I pull out my knife.
3: Mm. I, I pull out my lyre like a, and pretend it looks like a weapon in the same way that he's holding a sword. <laughs> <laughs> <You> just,
1: <laughs> so Melstony is walking
0: right next to you, Hirok, and you just hear,
3: <sighs> is that a sigh of relief? Or I think that is of...
1: disdain.
0: Yeah. Uh, as he pulls out his scimitar as well and kind of clutches it to his chest.
3: Oh, fantastic. Um,
0: he says, this this is not normal. Uh, we should be on our guard.
1: Is there supposed to be more people?
0: Yes. Uh, let me go uh, and see. And so he leads the cow over to the largest tent uh, that is pitched. And it's kind of close to the marble um, infrastructure. Uh, it's not like an elaborate tent. It's more just for you know structure but you see he walks over like scimitar in hand and kind of pulls the door open and walks inside.
1: You guys want to follow him?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have let him go in there alone. Yeah. Not okay. All. Not not in his condition.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll walk in uh but I will be facing backwards. <laughs> As in sure. I'll be last and watching behind us.
0: You guys walk in here and you see that This is uh, definitely, like, a main archaeologist kind of site. You see maps and uh, books scattered everywhere. Uh, You see various little, like, uh, suitcases that are half open. And you see, like, little briefcases as well of, like, little satchels that are kind of scattered across the room. Um, And a nice, like, uh, Persian-esque rug that's kind of just been laid out for, uh, you know, just... For the aesthetic look of it. Um, but you don't see anybody in here. Is there any food? Uh go ahead and give me an uh search check. Uh investigate. I would
2: also like to be doing a perception check of the room.
0: Not looking for food, sure. but just for uh, anything. That's investigate, Tommy.
2: <laughs> I go
1: I rolled a crit one, so that's a five total. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, you just kinda look around here. Uh you lift up uh one of the satchels and open it. It's completely empty. It doesn't look like there's any food in here.
3: I'm just all looking right.
2: for more signs of struggle that might have been in here.
0: Uh, sure, go for it.
3: I, I would also like to um, eleven. When we're walking to the room, I I want to like try to read the covers of books and see if there's any like like keywords or like trying to figure out what this place is or because I, I, I personally don't know nothing about this place, so I want to see like <laughs> what if there's any information I can get from the covers of books or all maps sure. on the walls.
0: Do you so you walk over to one of the books that looks very very old? Do you speak or what what languages do you speak?
3: Uh, I speak Common, Arakocra, and Aran. What the Uh, this? Oh yeah, that's your race. The runes that you (laughs) see
0: on the top of here of this book that are along the binding you do not recognize at all. Hmm. Uh,
2: Do I recognize them? He should ask us if we do. I speak uh, Common and Infernal.
1: Nope. Uh, Goblin? Thieves can't?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Yeah, uh, you guys don't recognize uh, any of the runes from these books, and you start flipping through, and you see it's like a very soft script uh, with very strange hieroglyphic-esque kind of runes, um, but also in a much more delicate way than would be, like, Egyptian, you
1: know? Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Malstony. Yes. I direct him toward. I like you know, gesture towards the book. Uh, you read this.
0: He uh, kind of glances at it and just kind of shrugs his shoulders.
3: Well, we could also just ask him because he probably knows something. Hey, Malstony, what what is this place? What? Why are we here? What what happened?
0: I I do not know. I just make the run and leave. When was the last time you were here? Uh, five days ago, and what was the, st- what was the status of the place? Uh, the main uh, person was here, and I dropped off my things, and they were very excited about something they had just made a breakthrough in the excavation.
2: Where's the excavation site at?
0: It is here. Um, he leads you outside and points over to the marble. And you see around the side, there is an opening with the shallow staircase that leads down uh, into the ground. So the marble that you're seeing comes to sort of a point, um, almost like a pyramid, but uh, it's got uh, like a step layer around it as well. So it's a square with a pyramid coming out of the top, and that's as much as they've dug out. And the top of the hole is right at ground level for you guys.
1: Okay, can I uh walk it, walk up to the opening and and uh I cut my hand cup my hands around my mouth and I'm like "Hello!"
0: So you walk over to the opening <laughs> and the first thing you see is just an arm that is extended upward and you look up. down and you see I like uh, a human
1: arm or you mean like yeah,
0: like a human arm uh, like okay that like fleshy is-
1: not like stone or something.
0: You think it's fleshy, but you see that all of the moisture in the skin is basically gone. And it's basically just a shriveled corpse of uh, a person that looks like they were reaching up to the surface. Uh,
1: Uh, I would like to extend my knife down. I would like to reach down with my knife and stab it and pull it up to examine it closer.
0: Sure. Uh, Where where do you stab it?
1: Uh, Right in the back of the hand. All right. Sliding Um, the knife between the tendons kind of thing.
0: Sure. Um, it feels like stabbing through sandpaper as you stab through it. Uh, and you try to rip past and it kind of just cuts as you pull the knife
1: towards you. It didn't even uh, move? Didn't even move. Um. Mm, I, 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 okay, I'm like, mm, you guys better check this out.
2: I, uh, ask Mal Stoney, uh, how many people were here before?
0: Uh, possibly a dozen.
2: And have you ever seen something that Leaves people in this effect. No, no,
0: this is new to me. Uh,
2: can I do light? I'm I'm not familiar with the area. I probably wouldn't know any effect like this. Hmm. Uh, this uh, will... I light a torch and begin to head down.
0: <clears throat> whoa, whoa, I... wh- where, where do you wait, think wait, that wait. you are go? This is no. This is very not smart.
1: Yeah, I'm with Malstony on this one. Hold. Let me. Let's hold on. I I would like to head back to the uh the tent to look flip through more books, see if there's pictures. so i just i just i just leaf through quickly looking for pictures of you know maybe maybe they wrote pictures of the excavation or they uh you know like diagrams of what they're looking for possibly something that maybe they drew a picture of what possibly could have caused this if it was a creature or something get those kind of things are what i'm looking for
2: i'm gonna put the torch uh by the hand that we see uh so that way i can see further down uh, to see if anything is ever going to be coming up towards us. And I'm just going to stand there and watch the hole. Sure. So that way I technically have like vision of like 30 or 60 feet in dim light, uh, past that. If it continues right. to go down, hmm.
0: uh, you see that it is a marble staircase that leads further down into whatever structure this is, uh, and it leads past 30 feet. So, um, just continues pretty much uh, straight down.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm darkness. just making sure nothing's coming up while they investigate yep. further.
0: You you do get just the ever faintest wisp of air moving towards you from the hole as well.
1: Um question, was the, is it just an arm?
0: Uh no, it's the full body. Oh, but there is the a arm, full body. The, the arm is what you saw.
1: Oh, okay. Did so oh, wait, it's like buried in the sand, the rest of the body?
0: No, like as you turn the corner, you saw the arm and it was connected to a body.
1: Oh, okay what was the body
0: very shriveled shrunken uh head uh ripped cage, collapsed in humanoid uh pretty it, it, it's a human as far as you can tell um but it's like uh the clothes um are super baggy on it as if like he lost 50 pounds of body weight very recently
1: hmm. any oh. uh any information from the leafing through the books Pictures. So you start
0: looking through and every once in a while you come across like a little scribbling uh in common from whoever was it's taking notes in or this something book, okay just taking notes and uh you see references to different places for possibly research purposes uh like library of so and so uh and as you're looking through you see Uh, a couple of pictures one is of like the it's like an older depiction of a sun that has rays extending out and a person standing like like a very caveman-esque stick figure but uh, arm extended and looks like he's holding a stick of some sort and you're not quite sure what that means but you keep flipping through and you see little signs of uh you know, uh, the he has the same word underlined several times, but um, it's in a language that we don't know. Exactly.
1: Is it is it phonetic at all? Can I uh, am I able to like it's under like the, memorize it?
0: The runes are very different from any language that you know.
1: So like, it'd be like can, if you, you put like like hieroglyphics in front of me, like there's no way I could say it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they are not really pictures of something either, so you can't like interpret it like you could hieroglyphics either. Okay, okay. They're more like Norse runes meat hieroglyphics. If that makes sense.
1: Um, are there any scrolls? I'm looking. I would look for a map.
0: You already gave me your investigation check, and so oh. I would say. But I was looking for anything. food. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, um, if you had rolled high, I would have had you find something else as well.
3: While while Tom or uh, while Exiaq is looking through the scrolls and books, I, I'm looking around trying to figure out if I'm assuming something came out. Of the excavation, but I'm I want to see if there's a mass exodus, if there's like a big path that people ran out of this site or in, or just to double check it, it wasn't like a a, like a like a raid or a like a ransacking type deal. Yeah, I get
0: behind that. Sure. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and give me an investigation check on that? Can
2: I assist him in this? I was also thinking about doing something like sure.
0: Uh, Go and roll with advantage,ment.
3: Okay. First one was a sixteen. And a two, so 16 plus, um, uh, you said investigation? Yes. Uh, 18 total.
0: Nice. Nice. And remember, you do have a thing uh, for being a bard that might help in these kind of situations. Do I? Really? Do you jack of all trades? Uh, no, just bard of conspiration.
3: Oh, can I inspire myself? You can. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Huh.
0: So I don't know if you want to use that or not. I just wanted to make you aware that you had it.
3: No, that's fine. I only have one use left anyway. So yeah. Oh, actually, I have a question about that. Do I get them back on? I get him back on long rests, right? No. Long
0: rest When when you hit level six, I think, maybe it's level five, you get the short rests.
3: Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm just using my 18. I don't think I would use it on, on that anyways. Okay. Yeah.
0: You're looking around and you see Nathaniel kind of points out, the spots where he noticed the possible signs of a struggle and uh, the tents are kind of in two rows for the most part. And the struggle that he was pointing out is in between them. And as you're looking at it, it looks more just like a shuffling of feet. You look around, you don't really see any blood anywhere. And you look around to see if there were signs of like people trying to run. Uh, And you see footprints leading outside of the camp. And you follow them to a certain point, but then they stop and then you see the footprints uh, kind of turn around and uh, you kind of look around and you see a lot of footprints leading to and from the side of the excavation. So you're not quite sure if people went in or out. But as far as you can tell, nobody has really left
1: the
3: area. Hmm. Interesting. Okay.
1: I want uh, to go to Dave At this point, I think I'm going to come out of the tent and I'm going to be saying, well, I couldn't find anything in there.
0: Did you see if they have any of the artifacts and valuables?
1: I couldn't I couldn't find any sort of artifact or article or anything. All I could see was... Uh, I read, I leafed through some of the books, but it was all in a language I couldn't understand, and uh, I did see some pictures, but they really weren't um, any well, help.
2: Can I ask Mel Stoney where they would normally keep the artifacts, if they did find any?
3: Yeah, Hirak's ears are quite perked at the phrase, Artifact. Yes, same.
0: They have found little baubles from what I have seen. And Where they would... keep them in possibly the satchels that are there. I'd uh, like
2: to go check out those satchels. I'm, right. I'm going um, to you,
0: you open them all up and there are nothing in these satchels. Um, and you see uh, Mel Stoney's eyes furrow. And he's like, I do not understand.
3: Well... Mostony, what kind of artifact are you talking about? What what was here? Do you, do you know anything else? I
0: just saw that they had some gold and uh a few precious gems and a few uh a few things that look like they might belong to an older society. And now where would they be? I I do not know. They were here last time I was checked.
2: Hmm. Okay. Uh approximately
0: what
1: time is it now?
0: Uh I'd say it's probably 9:30.
1: Okay. Uh I'm gonna take a look in the in the goods that we brought
2: okay after he does that I'm gonna suggest that we rest here uh taking turns watching uh mm-hmm. leaving the fire that I have in the in the in entryway the, in the entryway so that way the person just kind of watches the entryway while uh while the others sleep and if they see anything they at least have like a like a forty five uh foot difference between them and whatever's coming mm-hmm. to try to make their way to us all
0: right uh what is the order of watches tonight
1: wait wait wait, wait. did i what did i find in the oh, goods yeah. that we brought and did Malstony react to that at all
0: uh he comes over and helps you take things down and you guys <laughs> kind of nice move move over to or start moving things over to the inside of the tents uh because is just kind of focused on getting the job done at this point
1: okay what's the what's the hall?
0: Yeah, so it's a lot of food, ah, rations and stuff. Uh, I would like you to see... eat a
1: loaf of bread while I do while I work.
0: <laughs> okay, um, you may do so. Uh, <laughs> as you guys, uh, and you, you remember I told you that you heard a sloshing sound from some of the meals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you take that out and set it down. Um, and you open it up, and it's the same fermented drink that you were served at the bar that they called mead. Um. Okay. It's not. It's not water. Uh, so, uh, Melstony takes a little bit and sips it, and he turns to you and says, "This, yeah. When we do not have water, this is the lifeblood that we use. This is fermented cactus juice."
1: Sounds good to me.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, just take little bits. Uh, yeah, too much like will to cause you to hallucinate.
2: Not to
1: take too much before he's on watch. <laughs> <laughs> I take. I take a sip. Uh, do I like the taste or not? Uh, well,
0: it's not too bad. It's not something you would probably order if you were at a restaurant, sure. but it's not bad.
1: Oh, okay. Oh.
3: Um, I I can I can be on first watch. I'd take a sip of it too. I'll play a little lullaby as they're going to sleep. I guess I'll take
2: a I'll take a shot to help me go to sleep faster.
1: So there wasn't anything of like. Other use like any archaeological tools or any maps or any books or anything no else? No maps.
0: Uh, you did find uh, quite a bit of rope um, attached, like 300 feet or so. Oh, All snaps. You know, there were um, some pickaxes and really small like trowel shovels as well. Just mm-hmm. like really basic, like resupplying in case stuff broke. Uh, so you found the food and you found the cactus juice and you found the uh, couple of tools. But okay. it doesn't look like there's anything of real value besides that.
1: Okay. Uh, I would. Okay. i, I yeah. I'll, I'll. be like. All right, Bird Boy, you got us. Yeah, of course. All right. Uh, who's next, Nate?
2: Yeah, I can take a second watch.
1: All right, you wake me when you're done. Uh, I, and I with... say
3: we give Malstony the full full night's rest. He definitely
1: needs it.
0: I I can help. I uh, <laughs> I can help.
1: No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Malstony, you take the rest as much rest as you can. Uh, with that, I'm going to cr- go over to the tent and I'm going to crawl under the table and sleep with my knife in my hand.
3: Um, are, are we sleeping in the tent with the door facing, is the tent of the door like facing the entrance of the uh, excavation?
1: Uh, no,
0: it's kind of like the opening of the excavation is on the far side of the pit. Uh-huh. And all of the tents are in rows before it, and the doors lead inside to, like, a main thoroughfare. Okay.
2: I'd like to take the closest tent to the site and uh, uh-huh. just be ready.
0: Sure. Um, You guys all pile into the main tent. The rug is pretty soft, so that's nice. And Hirok, you go ahead and take first watch. Go ahead and give me a perception check.
1: Oh, snap. Okay. Is that not just passive?
0: Um, he's actively being on watch, and so it's not passive. Uh,
3: fourteen yeah. plus uh, five,
0: nineteen. You, uh, eventually hear the steady breathing of Mil Stoney and your other two companions as you sit watch here. Uh, the door is more of a flap than an actual door, right? Um, and so you kind of just have your eyes trained on it, waiting for any sign of something that comes through. Partway through your watch, you hear. Just a rush of wind that comes by the tent and opens the flaps a little bit and your heart jumps a little bit and you reach for your liar. Uh and then like kind of second guess guess yourself of like why you're reaching for your liar. <laughs> but uh that was the only thing of real interest that happens. Um as uh you feel it's been a couple hours, you go ahead and wake up, Nathaniel. Nathaniel, go ahead and give me a perception check.
2: <clears throat> that is a
0: 12 plus 5, so 17. Nice. Your watch starts off again pretty quiet. You hear Hirok uh, eventually fall asleep. Um has been like tucked in the corner this whole time and he's got uh fresh bandages on his head and it looks like he's doing okay. Um you take out your uh sword, your rapier, and you start doing little lunges, just making sure you got your technique down. And uh your good old-fashioned, you know, lunge-punch-kick combo. Uh,
3: Is he using, like, bags of rice as the... as, like, punching bags and stuff?
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, you, like, accidentally puncture it with a rapier and it starts, like, pouring out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I it. it was like this. Nobody's going to know.
2: It's, uh, kind of, I, like, spread it out to make it look like it was part of the struggle that we just didn't notice before.
0: So <laughs> it's just a different color coloration of sand, you know? Yep. As you are going through your watch, uh, you hear a very soft scraping noise from probably like 50 feet outside of the tents.
2: I'd like to attempt to hide. Hmm. Uh, Yeah, I'd like to attempt to hide first. Um, So you are
0: all inside of the tent at this point, I believe, unless you wanted to step outside.
2: Oh, no, I was outside watching this.
0: Okay, sure. Got it yeah uh well in that case um sure go ahead and hide
2: <laughs> uh it's a 10
0: 10 flat you step inside the flap of the tent the scraping doesn't really change pitch uh it just kind of continues on but it doesn't sound like it's getting closer or further away so uh it continues on for about five minutes or so
1: could you describe the scratching more brad
0: Sure, uh, it sounds like Something is scraping against Either stone or metal uh, But like it's very a, faint
1: Like a claw uh, or just like foot hard, hard to tell without getting closer Right, okay
2: I feel like during that time I wake up the goblin only Okay uh, I wake him up Because uh, it's kind of towards the end of my watch anyways, correct?
0: Yep, and your watch has ended
2: Kay. Okay um, I'm going to say Do you hear that?
1: I'm going to say, do I hear what? <clears throat> uh, and then, hear what?
2: Uh, I'm going to, like, put a finger to my mouth uh, and uh, say, listen softly and follow me. Let's try to move stealthily. Uh, and I want to go try to find where this is coming from.
0: All right. Um, you follow the sound of a noise. Go ahead and both of you give me stealth checks.
2: That's better. Fifteen. Nineteen.
0: Nice. Uh you guys move pretty darn quietly. But, um and it sounds like uh the sound of the scraping is not coming from the marble structure itself. Uh but rather from the edge of one of the far tents.
1: Uh <clears throat> I point, I point and uh and I pull out my other knife. So I've got knife in both hands and I creep slowly along the uh like the the sides of the tent so that you know it's so like my butt or back is like right up against the tent kind of thing and it's so like I'm like sidestepping along mm-hmm. towards it sure
0: um you guys walk uh very sneakily through um the scraping noise gets louder it definitely sounds like a claw on metal mm-hmm. um is it in
1: is it in one of the tents
0: uh you can't tell if it's in or just around it
1: okay as you're walking i'm walking towards it I'm gonna like step across the door flap to the other side of the the tent and peer around the corner.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna do like just a bunch of points, but in my mind, I'm telling you, you go that <laughs> way, I go this way. <laughs> so I'm gonna go around the other side to try to loop sure. around and check. As you guys
0: walk I around, nod. you can definitely hear the scraping is now coming from the inside of the tent.
1: Okay, so I peer around, turn back towards towards the front flap, and uh, try and make eye contact with Nate.
0: Um, so there's
2: only one entrance into the tent, correct? Correct.
1: Is there is there any uh, gap in the in the tent flap, Brad?
0: Yes, just barely, like an inch or so.
1: Okay, I'd like to inside. creep up and peer inside.
0: All right. Uh, you see a kind of blackish, shiny, um, scaled armor uh, body that is like ever so slowly just shifting around and you hear scraping noises coming from inside. Uh, And as you peer inside, you see uh, next to the body of this thing, two little beady eyes kind of look up at you
1: directly and just kind of make eye contact with you.
0: With your dark vision, you can see that this is a platadillo and uh, a baby. All
1: right. I I, kind of take my face away from the opening and I mouth... uh, platadillo and make with with like uh with my arms I like cradle a fake baby. Oh. <laughs>
2: Very nice. Um so it's nothing scary,
1: right? No, but we shouldn't mess with the platadillos baby for sure. You're right. Yep. No, I I, I remember this. Um uh, I would like to go get the bag of rice that
2: I uh accidentally punctured and be like, well, this is no good to us anymore. And then I'd like to put it at the very edge of the tent and uh, say, I'm going to head off to sleep now.
0: All right. X, yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check.
1: Eight.
0: All right. Where do you want to set up for your watch,
1: I should ask? Um, Actually, during my watch, I would like to set up like in the doorway of the tent. So I will like sit I'll like you know roll up one of the flaps of the tent so I can see both inside and outside because I yet to have a full trust of of these people completely um and also I would like to take out my journal um and I would like to uh read from it and I will actually read from it and I'll see um in in this journal uh there is a you know a couple entries of uh, wizard spells actually and so I would like to practice a new one um on on the the group here as they're sleeping so I, I would like to practice some mage hand and see if i can plant some silver pieces in uh into uh nate's like a uh, coin pouch as he's sleeping all right uh, so i'll do kind of a... that while i'm also keep him watch kind of stuff
0: sure so go ahead and make a sleight of hand check uh,
1: 18 total
0: nice You uh, turn your hands in the way uh, that you were taught and you see coming out from your right hand, almost like a wax glove emanating, is a little spectral hand that kind of mirrors your own. I handed a coin. (laughs) Yeah. uh, You see that uh, you use your left hand to put a coin into that hand. And as you move your right hand, the mage hand kind of perfectly echoes what is going on with that hand.
1: I, a huge grin goes across my face. This is the first time that I've done this spell, so, like on my own. And so I'm just like super gleeful as I as I take it and I start kind of directing it with my mind and pushing my hand towards uh, Nate's sleeping form.
0: Effortlessly, the hand glides through the air on its own and it's kind of got like a blue-white etherealness to it, uh, but also very transparent and a very non-like, it, it doesn't have its own light by any means. Um, So it's kind of like a blue tinted glass thing that is floating through the air mm-hmm. uh, and it goes over and just very gently use, use your mage hand to uh put the coin in between your ring and pinky fingers and then use your other fingers to undo the drawstring and very gently set it inside.
1: I pull it back. Do like a little, I, I like do a little tickle thing with my, with my fingers between it. it's like, and, and, Fist bump it and then uh, I'll have it uh kind of poof into into the thin air
0: <laughs> nice uh and a little dazzle of sparkles it evaporates into the air um
1: and i sit of- I, I sit back and i I don't read the journal anymore I sit back and keep watch very happy with uh the event
0: all right um as uh the night is uh almost coming to an end. Uh, I'm going to need everybody just to make a constitution saving throw.
1: Aw, oh, nuts. Um, also, do we get all our HP Fantastic. back after that and hit dice and stuff? I guess we'll figure out after the... Or should we do that before we wake up?
0: Uh, do the con save first.
1: Okay, well, I got a, a six total. Okay. I got an 11. All right.
3: Oh, I got, a, I got okay. a nine. Eight plus one. All
0: right. Um, well, you don't notice anything different, so that's something.
3: What is constant What exactly is Constitution? Is it like your hardiness, your... <laughs> like res- mental e- resilience? That's more resilience wisdom. Or uh, it's like consti-
1: body it's resilience.
3: Yeah, kinda. it's like, it's a like a you resistance can to poison, really kind
1: of.
2: Resistance yeah. to poison, your body oh, okay. being petrified, stuff like that. It's Things like that if you're really affect your,
1: yeah, and, uh, and like running working. too, right? It's like if you're running, you probably make a Constitution save. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's basically anything
0: physical in your body that is trying to reject some sort of uh, effect on it.
3: Okay. So And you said we don't yep. notice it in the we morning? We notice
1: nothing? Pretty much. Alright, so now walk me through the end of a long rest. What are the mechanics? Yep. So
0: you guys uh, see light start to peek through in the morning as the desert sun climbs up over the top of the dunes and you guys come to Milstonia is already up and about uh, reading tending to his wound. He looks much much better than he did yesterday. Uh the way this works is you get all of your hit points back, you get all of your spell Yay. slots back, and you get one of your hit dice if you used it.
1: Nice. All right, I got I got them all back. Nice. Baby. And my spell yeah. slots are back too. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh you see Melstony looks at you guys and says, "I don't know if you have a death wish, but I will not be going down into that place."
1: Uh I, I immediately uh fire back with like uh it is it does does it not matter if no one even gets the goods we still get paid?
0: I suppose so. But it seems that you are intent on going down there. So I shall wait for you up here.
3: Oh a hundred percent. I oh, yeah. I heard the word it. artifacts. I, I have intelligence <laughs> I have an intelligence of zero and I heard the
1: word I artifacts, have an intelligence so of I... <laughs> negative one and I heard the word artifacts. <laughs> You know, I was really hoping that I'd see my friend here. So I want to see if I could, uh, if maybe he's down in the dungeon. I
0: don't know what dungeon you are speaking of.
1: Well, it definitely seems dungeon-y.
0: I I suppose. Is, Is the tunnel at all lit better during the
2: day? Or, like, the second you go down, it's just dark again?
0: Yeah, it seems like it's just dark.
3: I'm gonna be struggling, boys. Just gonna let you know.
1: Well, that's all right. I can see just fine.
3: Yeah, I'm struggling too. I don't like closed spaces.
1: Now I don't even know your name, bird boy, but I say we go down in the tunnel.
3: Oh, I I was going down nonetheless.
1: All right, Malstoni, There's two things. There's two things I gotta say before we go. One, there's a baby uh, platadillo in that tent over there.
0: Oh, um, usually they are
1: nocturnal creatures. I don't. I doubt it is still there. Watch out for its mama, as you know. Two, I would like to see you back... I would like to see you here when we come back up. Yes. I don't want to get stranded out here.
0: Um, fair enough. Uh, I, I shall do my best to stay here, but I...
1: I extend my hand to sh- as if to shake it. He
0: kind of looks down at you. I and, pour like, him a cup of the
2: fermented uh, cactus juice and say, Relax, you need this.
0: He just kind of takes it and swishes it around and then just pounds it back in one gulp. Does he leave me hanging? Um, He looks down. At you. Give me a persuasion check, Tommy.
1: <laughs> uh, 17 plus one. 18. He shakes her hand. Nice. Uh,
3: nice. <laughs>
1: With that, I uh, uh turn towards the entryway and just stand at the edge looking down.
0: All right. You can see pretty far into the <laughs> darkness. You see... The stairway eventually opens up into something larger, but you can't really tell from here.
2: I would like to take the 300 foot rope and tie part of it to the goblin and then thirty feet back have two knots for me and the bird bard to hold on to to follow down.
3: can we can we take the um I know we probably have access to like making torches like I'm assuming we have like flint. can we take the uh you said they were like kerosene lamps? yeah
0: kerosene torches.
3: Kerosene torches. Can we like take those? Yep. Too?
0: They have gone out in the night, but you can find some extra kerosene lying around and restock them, so it's not a big yeah. deal.
2: Um, I was wondering if we wanted to let the uh if we wanted the goblin to possibly do
1: some stealthiness first. We could let that happen. <laughs> you know, it looks like there's a room down there. Give like uh forty feet or so. Hand me one of them torches. Oh, if we're just going torches, I'm going in the front. I tie the rope around. Oh, you want me to go down with no torch?
3: Well, let's
1: see if
3: he can you, you have dark vision or Oh, I can
1: see just fine. Um, I should also
0: mention uh as you guys walk over to the entrance of this and are scoping it out, uh you notice that the corpse is not there.
1: Ah! <laughs> ah I don't like hold that. Up.
3: I really don't okay. like that. <laughs> I got
1: issues here. We need to we need a game now, plan here. Hold up. Hold up. Where, My. here, Bird, where did you keep watch?
3: Uh, I was right by the, I was in front of the tent. I was not inside, I was in front of the tent, watching the entrance to the cave.
1: Uh, you, big man? What about you? I was
2: right here, and I point to an area where there also happens to be a bit of rice spilled on the ground. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: awesome practice, I see. Yeah.
1: Oh, dear. I did not see anything.
3: I heard a wind... I know that doesn't mean anything, but I heard wind. Well, uh,
1: we
2: saw the platadillo,
3: but... <laughs> you saw a platadillo? What?
2: Yeah. I was gonna be friends, but then, uh, you know, I don't want to mess with that. Don't want to test my luck that, that late at night.
1: Well, this makes me really nervous. Uh, do I see any track, any, like, uh, evidence that it would have been dragged anywhere? Or
3: eaten? Is there any remains? Bread. Uh,
0: give me investigation real quick.
1: You betcha, fam. Uh, 17 total
0: you see uh no signs of like drag marks um per se and the lack of drag marks just leads you to whatever conclusions you can draw
1: yeah. okay I, I i uh kneel down to where this the uh corpse was and i like drag my fingers along the ground and i'm like there's no drag marks something something uh, ethereal is going I, on here
3: I don't know if Herak would know this. I, I as Matthew, have the thought that there's some sort <laughs> of, like... I don't know if zombie is the right word, but, like, mind-taking-over thing. Because I think, like, what I saw was, like, people running out of the area and then turning back and presumably going back into the cave. Ooh. But that's, like, supported by the fact that we had to do a constitution saving throw. I don't know if...
1: Right. That's very meta of you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's the struggle with D&D is there's always things that Matt, Tommy, and Jeffrey will know about the game that your characters may not. So it's up to your own maturity and wisdom of whether or not you want to include that information in the game.
3: I, I think I would, I think Hirak would notice because there's, that's so far two pieces of evidence. Granted, I don't know if it's real, but like the fact that it wasn't dragged, I think it was revived and whatever. And also the fact that people oh. ran out and back. Mm.
1: Uh, with that, I say uh, I'll move in. Tie, toss me that rope. I'll tie it around my waist, my waist. I'll move in. Very nice. We got two options. The
2: stealthy option or just the the protection option? Where we
1: well, move as a hold group? on. I, I think we should
3: go with the protection option. If there's something down there that doesn't have torches, I'm assuming it can see. And I don't think we're going to... I'd rather have three eyes on it than having only one.
1: Here, here's here's what I say. After the first room, once we're in there, I think maybe we'll start doing torches so you guys aren't absolutely useless. Now, <laughs> once I'm down there, though, I think it's best that I go first and then we can see what's going on. And I can give a little tug on the rope and have you guys come on down.
2: Okay. Uh, what okay. will be your uh, warning that something bad has happened?
1: Uh, I think it'll be obvious. <laughs>
2: okay, I like it.
1: Um, so with that, I'm going to uh, make sure that the rope is tied tight around my waist, pull out my knife, um, and walk down with my left hand on the wall, kind of uh, checking for any uh, abnormalities as I move slowly down. Sure. You got it. I would like to be uh, 40 feet behind. Mm-hmm. How yeah. long is the stair?
0: It's about 30, 40 feet.
1: Okay, that's what I thought.
0: Yeah. You guys uh, make your descents. exiaki, uh, trace your goblin fingers along the wall making sure that nothing is weird. Uh, it's pretty much smooth star or smooth marble all the way down. You catch hints of sand every now and then from the collapse, but uh, you brush it aside a little bit and you can just feel the smooth, polished stone as you're heading down. As you get closer to the bottom, you can see that there is a very beautiful archway carved into the top that leads into the mm. next chamber. Um, Glor-
1: glorious.
0: Yeah, Uh, you see some more of the same type of language of runes across the top of that as well that you just can't make out. As you step through into the main uh, chamber here, you see there are six pillars that are along this large room. It is rectangular in make, probably uh, 40 feet across to the left and right, and then maybe 60 feet down okay going straight and uh, six pillars that come up and act as support beams to the left and right three on the left three on the right and all along them you see uh, scaffolding that has been set up here partially out of uh, wood that's been brought in but also uh, just little dirt mounds and you see uh, little lamps and uh, pickaxes, and brushes all over the place as if trying to uh dig away and not harm anything that is here Uh, you um look to the left and the right and you see there are fine etchings in the walls that are behind the pillars as if depicting some sort of story image you can't quite tell from here as you are just stepping into
1: the room okay um can i step up i would like to step up quietly to and grab one of the brushes um and then i'm gonna take it and i'm just gonna chuck it through one of the openings at the far end of the room, or as far as I can throw it. Sure. So
0: you can see down to the far end and that there's an opening in the far wall pretty much directly across from where you came in. There is a path to the left and a path to the right with a uh, stone wall in between them. Um, And you just kind of chuck it uh, and it just skitters across the ground and leaves an echo in this very wide, large vaulted chamber.
1: Uh, I wait for and listen for thirty seconds. Yeah,
2: yeah. I feel like we are now at least like 10, 20 feet in the staircase. Just hears this. Turned the room and I was forty feet behind him.
1: Yeah,
0: right. you just very gently feel Exioc tugging you further and further along against your will.
1: Um. So as I as I wait, do I hear anything?
0: Uh, you do not. It is dead quiet. Very All right, fast. I give a tug I, on uh, the rope. Light a torch and begin. It's like a,
1: a little double tug, do so that it you can tell it's like intentional to come on down. All right.
0: Um, You see the scene that I depicted as well. Uh, The ceiling here uh, is slightly vaulted, um, like a half dome, like a half pipe thing in the ceiling. Oh, cool. Um,
1: Very Sistine Chapel of you.
0: But also like the very top comes to a bit of a point. Um, Oh. So uh, it's more like one of those Gothic uh, half um, arch, half point kind of things. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, You see in the ceiling, there are pictures of the sun as one of the main images that keeps appearing in different places. Then you see people that are dressed in very elaborate robes that are dotting across, and you see uh, different displays of light, and you can't really quite tell what it is um, just by holding up your torch to it. The shadows are playing weird tricks on it as well. Uh, But it seems to be depicting some sort of story, of uh mm. an old society of people that were very well distinguished style.
3: Do we get the impression that this is this could come from seeing it up top was this a building that was buried in the sand or is this a structure that was dug out into the sand i don't know if there's much a distinction there but
0: mm. the best you can the best you can tell is that this is an underground structure that has been buried
1: all right. At this point, I'm gonna, uh, as they come, they're kind of like marveling. I would like to say that I was kind of walking around from different entryway to entryway, um, and kind of thinking over things and mulling it over, and uh, and so then I walk back to the, the the pair of them, and I and I say, <clears throat> "All right, I got a confession." And I pull I pull back my hood and I have my ears stick out. I pull off my beard and could uh, uh, reveal that I was not, in fact, this old man. And I say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an old man. I'd like to, uh,
2: can I do a deception check to try to act surprised? Uh, give me a performance
0: check.
3: <laughs> <laughs> can I do the same thing? I guess... I do
1: oh my
0: do I oppose? Uh, uh, 18, I have a zero to performance. Uh, insight for you, Tommy.
3: Right, I'm going to do the same thing. Insight? 18 okay. 18
2: performance check.
3: Uh, 14. Uh, Matt, what you got? Plus six, twenty three.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Exiac, he just pulled off the grandest <laughs> reveal of all time. This is Dude, like no Luke, way. I am your father, kind of stuff. Oh my
1: gosh! Uh, feeling very full of myself. I fall. I, I I feel great, but I follow that up with. Uh, now I only tell you this because. It would take two—I want to put all of our, my concentration into getting us through this dark hole, and you guys are going to be relying on me to, ma- to make it safely, and I can't waste my time trying to convince you that I'm someone that I'm actually not. My name's not Lloyd.
3: Oh, I <laughs> I think I've been calling you Ezeok the whole time. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's fine. I understand.
3: Yeah. Well, that's very honest of you. I still do not trust him 0%. For all I know, this is another disguise, so— <laughs>
1: I'm not telling you my real name. For all intents and purposes of this trip, you can call me uh, Knife's Edge or just call me Knife for short because this our relationship is resting on a knife's edge if we get out of this uh, well.
3: Lloyd, got it. Okay.
1: You know what? That works for me too. But hey, I say I've been looking at these different arches. Uh, I've found really no, dising- no distinguishing features between either of, either of them, even listening down the different paths. I say we just start with the left. We'll stick kind of to the left walls. Typical maze movement. Uh, That way we can find a way back if needed.
2: You're a
0: left man. Hmm. All right. You guys congregate together. Uh, You take one last look around the room and see just the ever faintest etchings of the weird symbols and this main hall that has been excavated and stare down into darkness into this next path off to the left. And you hear just the ever faintest um, and that's where we're gonna end the episode.
1: Oh man! Oh, nice. nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, you guys are the worst. Yeah, we uh, that's so funny. Just because you think we're recording right after the episode ended, we're actually recording for months in the future because we're Whoa. cool like that. Whoa. The cool, uh, the future in this case is actually the present.
3: Hey, do you guys know? Do you guys want to know what football teams to bet on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not how time works.
3: (laughs) Anyway, thank you
0: guys so much for listening to this episode. We have some announcements because we are cool like that. First off, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Wanted to let you guys know that we are on several different platforms now, and we've had over 200 cumulative views of all of the episodes so far. Wow. So, thanks for Woo. spreading the word Woo. and getting the word out there. We're going to be doing a lot more promotional stuff. Oh yes, and absolutely. Make sure things are a lot more professional moving uh, here on <laughs> out, or maybe, or maybe not. Good luck. Professionally, in quotation marks, of course. Uh, uh, did, did, did. Yep. Wanted to thank you guys so much for tuning into these that we are actually going to re- be releasing Afterburner number three, the one that goes with this episode for free. Wait, how much? For, 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 for free.
1: That's a great price.
0: That is a great price. <laughs> Afterburner is where we break down the episode and where we talk about the difference... Uh, insights that we had on our different characters throughout uh, episode three in this case we delve into what we didn't say within it that we should we could have said i give some background knowledge about what was going on in the episode that you may not uh, have known and uh, so this is all normally available on our patreon Behind a dirty, nasty paywall. But for this episode, we are releasing it to you guys as a thank you for helping us get the podcast off to such an awesome start. So that episode, Afterburner 3, is going to be over on the Patreon. Uh, You go to our uh, Patreon website, patreon.com slash fireanddice, and the audio file will be there uh, without any sort of login information whatsoever. So you can just listen to it on your own time and at your own discretion so that's a big thank you from us and also to thank uh the people that are really investing we have patrons guys we have people that are actually patrons can you believe Yay!
1: that? wow Ooh, it's oh, incredible
3: man nice uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> just a soundboard, just the same four sounds. That we're Someone's
0: going to turn it into ringtones. So the way that we're going to do okay. this is instead of just shouting out names, we thought it'd be really fun to include our patrons in the overall narrative of the story. So we have come up with non-canonized or maybe partially, potentially canonized. Partially canon? Yeah. Partially. Potentially? Inspired dice partially. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Do these things actually happen? Maybe, maybe, maybe. not. Maybe. That- Uh, Ways to include our patrons into the story and give them little vignette uh, time capsules into what's been going on with them. And we'll be checking in with them week to week to see what's been going on in their own personal journeys in yet, Sira. So kicking us off. First, we have Jeffrey talking about.
2: We got Meg, the Manic Pixie. She took up a part time (laughs) gig at the Fragrant Sanctum as an herbal specialist and also managed the crossbow when Frisco isn't around.
1: And thank you, Keith. The captain of the Destoon Fire Brigade uses only rugs and fermented cactus juice to put out fires in town because, as we all know, a glass of water is far too expensive.
3: And finally we have Joe, the tiny, scrawny Goliath, um, who once (laughs) accidentally rented a tiny room that Hirak stayed in at the rest pit and he slept all night long in the fetal position. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
0: man. Oh, thank Uh, you so much. So that's going to be really fun to check in on uh, our patrons as they continue their adventures alongside our uh, adventurers, not our heroes, because they are definitely not heroes at this point. Uh, oh,
3: whoa. Hey. Fight me. I might. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does every episode, actually, now that we think about it. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sure
0: thanks to our patrons for supporting us and thank you all to listening uh write a review if you really enjoyed it and as always we appreciate you guys so much so thank you and have a blessed day
3: yep. Bye. bye